This is the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast. What would it take for you to double your profits and half your stress with your intuition? Learn how with your host, Michael Light. Welcome back to the case studies. I'm here with Samantha Alvarez, who you may have seen the other week using amazing what would it take and to the light connect skills to get results within 24 hours in her business. And today we are going to be looking at some other things with her. And in case you didn't remember, Samantha is an amazing sales consultant and language learning entrepreneur. Yay. And we're going to look at how you can deal with spiritual upgrades in the middle of the night. You know, if you wake up and you're wide awake and stuff's happening and you're tired of it, um, how to impregnate a book or business product service with strong success energy, why being your true self leads to more sales and more connection with other people. Yes, you will have to drop your mask. And why polarizing your audience is the key to sales success. So welcome, Samantha. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited. Yes. So do you get these spiritual upgrades in the middle of the night? You just wake up, you're wide awake, your body starts twitching or whatever your body does. All the time. Yes. All the time. I had one last night. I had two last night, actually. Um, they often actually, rather than in the middle of the night for me, they happen at the, um, uh, it's called hypnagogic something in psychology, but that moment where you are so relaxed that you're about to fall asleep, but you're not quite asleep. Oh. Um, so I often get them at that point um, as I'm about to fall asleep. And of course, it's very annoying in some sense because I'm like, I just want to fall asleep. But they're so powerful <laughs> that I have mm. to do something, take some kind of action, write them down because otherwise they just disappear like dreams. Mm. So, so what what are you writing down? You're getting insights or? You know, let me pull up my phone because I actually did it this Last night, as I was falling asleep, mm. and I knew I was going to forget it, so mm. I, um, oh yeah, I had two of them last night. So for me, if I ignore them, they go away, and I don't remember them again. And then I feel mm. very sad because I remember that I had uh, mm. a light go off, and then mm. I can't remember what it was. So usually, what I do is I get up just enough to note down what it was, because as long as I have a a cheat. Um, then I can remember the whole thing. For example, one of the ones from this morning, I'm looking at my phone right now, was um, to ask a friend of mine about sales consulting contracts because I had a particular question about somebody was looking to do a project with me and I knew I didn't know how to do that kind of contract. And I just, as I'm falling asleep, I'm like, oh my gosh, my friend knows exactly how to do this and all I have to do is, is connect with him. So I get up and I wrote, ask him about sales contract. Um, and also I have been, um, I have been, this is an even better one that I've been thinking about wanting to get my face and my name out on podcasts and on, on YouTube channels and such. And everybody keeps telling me that's great, but you have to offer something to the podcasters. You already have to have a big audience to get on most podcasts. And I'm like, well, I don't have an audience. I don't, I don't feel like I have anything. And last night, as I was falling asleep, I got that same, went, oh, I'm a salesperson. Like, why don't they all have businesses? Why don't I just offer to, 
give them a couple of questions about their business. Just like talk to me for 10 minutes about your business like that. Mm. A lot of people are really intimidated by sales. And mm. once we've had our conversation for the podcast, they're going to feel much more comfortable being able to talk to me about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm going to be like, oh, this is what I have to offer you. Um, so I literally, I got up and wrote offer sales chat to podcasters and then ask Joe about sales contracts is what I wrote on my little notes thing on my phone. And then I went back to sleep. <laughs> okay. So you were getting messages from your intuition, answering problems you were having in your business. Exactly. You have, you keep a phone by your bed or so I know I keep a pencil and paper by my bed because I phone find having the light from the phone or the energy from the phone yeah. doesn't help me sleep good. Plus also have, there's that urge to go for the Facebook addiction too. <laughs> my phone is on airplane mode all night long. Uh, as soon as I lay mm. down to go to sleep, I turn it on airplane mode and I, it's also on silent. Um, you're really going to be confusing the NSA here. They'll think you're taking midnight phone trips every day. <laughs> that's oh, correct. Sorry. Didn't, Oops. Didn't was that say loud? That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the other kind of spirit, so that's great that you do that. And I encourage people to keep away to write these things down because they can be fleeting. Yeah. Um, and I find writing them down and same with dreams. You know, if you mm -hmm. get a dream that's meaningful, that seems to be to do with some question you asked yourself before you went to sleep, great thing to write that down as well. Cause they can be very fleeting. Absolutely. Um, and then the other thing that happens for me, I don't know if this happens for you. I know it happens for a lot of people is that, uh, sometimes I just wake up in the middle of the night and, and I'm wide awake and, Sometimes my body's twitching or, or other energetic stuff. Sometimes I get pains in different parts of my body that are not medical. They're, they're just upgrades happening. Um, mm -hmm. So it's quite entertaining. Uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, I'll do guided meditations or I'll get up and do something. You know, I'll move my body, which seems to help. Um, I and I try and get what the upgrade is as well. That seems yeah. to help, you know, what is happening here. But often it is just some kind of, you know, energetic upgrade. I'm getting updated to a higher level of vibration. I used to get those all the time, very similar to what you described, where it's just like from nothing to boom, fully awake and something is in the middle of happening and like, I don't know what it is. Um, and it, they, they used to actually trigger anxiety because I didn't know mm. what they were. So then mm. I would be like insomniac, like, why can't I sleep? But it was just an upgrade happening. Um, and what I've actually started to do with those, same thing, what I just des described for what I do with those as I'm falling asleep, I don't get them nearly as often when I'm waking up. It's usually for me when I'm falling asleep. But when I get them in the middle of the night, I have kind of trained myself because I used to get anxious and worry about, oh, I'm not getting enough rest, I'm not getting enough sleep. And then, of course, the upgrade was gone because I couldn't connect with it. Mm. Um, so what I have started doing is the same thing as what I just described. I will get up, I will turn a light on, I will turn a something on and I will write down just quickly, like a couple of words, what it is that may be a sentence or two of what I'm feeling and what happened. And I will turn the light off. I will turn the phone off and I will lay back down and I will fall right back asleep. Even though I feel completely awake, I'll be asleep within two, three minutes. Mm. If I get up and take note of it so that I can think yes. about it when I'm more in my faculties. Then I go back to yes. sleep. And then in the morning I pick it up and I'm like, Oh, oh. and then I can actually like integrate it for the middle of the night for me, yep. I get them, but I can't integrate them. So I yes. had to start delaying my integration of them. Oh, that's a good 
tip to do that because you get it out of your mind it, you can relax and know you yeah got, you know and your intuition knows you've got the message so it doesn't have to keep pestering you with it so i used to stay um, up for hours trying to figure out what it was and oh what do i, I need to think about it blah 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 no mm. i just need to take mm -hmm. it down and yep. then it's just like a big weight is lifted off of me i'm just like mm. oh, and i fall asleep again <laughs> great technique um, the other thing I've done is, you know, I ask myself, you know, if I'm not getting enough hours of sleep because I'm waking up, what will it take for me to feel alert and rested and healthy in the morning, mm -hmm. independent of how many hours went by on the clock, right? Yep. I mean, all this time thing is an illusion anyway. Mm -hmm. So what's to say you can't get, I can't get my rest through another dimension, whatever needs to happen. Exactly. And I've used that, that can work too. Um, I played with that. And if you have flexibility, yeah, if you have flexibility, just take a nap later in the day. You know, uh -huh. your body wants to be awake, be awake. If it wants to be asleep, <laughs> be asleep, you know? Yeah. Why do we have to be slaves to this? You must sleep at certain hours. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> I've, I've played with that at a number of different times about letting, trying different sleep cycles and such. I haven't, I never had good success with it. Um, my body just wanted to be asleep at those times mm. and it didn't really like, I don't know. I think I tried to force it too much, but it, it, it yeah. really, you're yeah. Allowing your body to do what it wants to do is just, yeah. yeah. Also, sometimes when I feel tired in the day, if I just lie down and close my eyes for five minutes, I'm refreshed. Mm -hmm. and, and, and to me, those are also often spiritual downloads. I start, my body starts twitching and Mm -hmm. stuff comes to me and I just had to close my eyes and lie down and get quiet so I could get the message instead of mm -hmm. it trying to knock on my head, wake up, you know? <laughs> um, and then I'm not tired anymore. So, mm -hmm. but I have had, I do have some success. Some nights, if this, I mean, it doesn't happen every night, I'm glad to say. Um, but some nights, you know, if I'm wide awake and I've written down the message and I'm still wide awake, I'll get up and do, do something, you know, do some work or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe something I was going to do later in the morning and then I go to sleep and I get up later, you know? So that's that if I have, when I have the flexibility to do that, cause I don't have a 9am call scheduled that can work. Um, the, the thing that gets me on these things is sometimes I'm both what I call, I'm both wired and tired I'm wide <laughs> yes. awake. And I like, I'm really tired and I, I just want to go to sleep <laughs> I'm still working on that one. My but I have found reading old mathematics textbooks works pretty good for getting <laughs> me to go to sleep. So. My trick for those, because I know exactly what you're talking about, wired and tired, twired maybe, um, <laughs> is a hot shower. Mm. Um, I find that for me, once I'm that far awake, I, but, I'm, but I'm still really tired, I can and I actually leave the lights off as I go to the shower and I leave the lights off in the bathroom, I turn it on and I just sit in the, in the steam and let the water cascade yep. for a while. And I do some, you know, meditations with it. Just nothing vocal, mm. just like feeling wise. A lot of my mm -hmm. intuition is just, uh, just knowing and feeling. And I just allow it to feel. I let my sinuses clear out, let everything happen. And I'll sit in there for, I don't know how many minutes and then I'll get out and lay down and I usually will fall asleep after that. That's a great tip. And I, I, when I'm in the shower, I imagine every drop of water is a drop of love mm -hmm. cascading over me. So, mm -hmm. um, and water is very good at clearing energy. So showers, or if you have a bath, 
taking a bath with uh, salt in it, either Epsom mm-hmm. salts or regular salt and baking soda. That's a great way to pull excess energy out of the body. So mm-hmm. um, all good things. And some people find fire is a good way to pull energy out. You know, watch, looking at a lit candle, kind of yeah. meditating on it or having an open fireplace. Mm-hmm. They're great ways of clearing energy as well. Uh, as is, you know, uh, the earth, if you can lie down on the ground instead of being on an artificial environment mm-hmm. or go walking barefoot, which may be hard to do in the middle of the night, but <laughs> works good in the day. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on. How, how, you know, if you have a book or a, a product or a service and you want to just give it really strong success energy that attracts people to it, how do you impregnate that thing you're creating in your business with wonderful energy? So I'm going to give a, a really good answer that's also a really bad answer because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's not very actionable. Um, so I'm, I'm trained as a Reiki practitioner. I'm a level two Reiki practitioner. So as, yay, as I learned how to do energy work, it was, I was working as a nurse practitioner at the time and as a nurse and a nurse practitioner. And most people where I am are very, I always want to find a nice way to say this, but they're just normal, regular people. Like they're muggles, I think it's the nice way. Muggles, yes. They're not woo-woo. They're not interested <laughs> in energy work. They have no interest in any of that stuff. And if I told them what I was doing, they would get upset about it and call me a witch or a bruja or something. And so I kind of had to do it on the sly. So I started practicing Reiki on every time I touch a patient, I think... Um, actually, I don't think anything. I just imagine and allow the energy from me to channel through me and into them. Mm-hmm. And if I use a mantra, it's um, may this be for your highest and greatest good and the highest and greatest good for the greatest number of people. Um, usually, I don't use words. Usually, I just do the energy. But I started doing that every time I would touch a patient, which is, of course, all the time as a nurse practitioner. You know, like I always touch my patients at least once partly just for that. And um, that gets a lot harder to do once you're working on the internet and online like I am now. Um, but because I got so practiced at it and I worked on the verbal mantra for a while um, and I did that also for myself, but the physical touch somebody just every single time I would allow energy to come from the top into my crown chakra and out through my hand or hands onto them. And once I did that for a couple of years, because I've been doing Reiki for 10 or 12 years, it became second nature to where anytime I touch anyone for any reason, I, the energy flow just happens and it's very natural for me, which is kind of why I say it's a bad answer, but it's also a very good answer. And when I am doing, when I'm starting a project for me is when I will do the conscious energy investment into something where I will pull together, I wrap up all the loose ends that are kind of nagging in my life so that my energy can be focused and just like all the productivity stuff, like get this out of the way, get that out of the way. So that when I actually start a project, I am fully 100% focused physically, psychologically, and energetically. And as I'm starting it, I will sometimes do that mantra again, like I want this to be for the highest and greatest good for the greatest number of people. And this is my heart. This is my heart that I am sharing with the world to make the world a better place. And 
I just like right now when I'm talking about it, I have this vision in my head of actually heart more like just like a big giant fire hydrant of energy coming out from me, from, from the heart and toward the computer, toward whatever project it is that I'm thinking about doing. Um, and just let it shine because I know what the what is in my heart and what the pureness is in my heart that I want to share with other people. Mm. And I only work on things that make me feel good and make somebody else's life and or the world a better place. And so it's just this like sense of, wow, if I succeed in this, the world is going to be better. Like that's just really exciting. <laughs> like, and then that excitement is translated also into energy for the project. So it's quite it's quite intuitive, but it's also quite unconscious for me because I'm describing this to you in words, but it doesn't ever happen for me in words. It's much more just like this feeling of <sighs> out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're, you're imagining the energy moving where you want it to and it having mm -hmm. the characteristic you want. Allowing it to. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Um, I mean, I write a bit about that in the book for both marketing and sales um, that, you know, setting the intention, well, first of all, identifying what you want to achieve with the project, mm -hmm. whether it's marketing, you know, who is your ideal prospect you're attracting and then ask, you know, bringing in the light with the TLC to yourself and then seeing the light coming from above and below to the, whatever the thing is, whether it's an email or, a meeting or, or a website or whatever and asking what would it take for it to be the way I want it to be. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a similar way. But well, it's all, never, all comes to the same thing. I've never tried what would it take in that, but that's basically what I'm doing in an intuitive energetic sense, but making it verbalize like that, I'm totally, totally stealing that. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and of course then your intuition may give you ideas, you know, inspired actions that will exactly. Help. You know, on the practical level with that. So, yep. Um, and, uh, you know, I've done Reiki as well um, many years ago. And, um, you know, one of the, what I do a bit differently now is I don't run the energy through me. I, mm. I visualize the universe connecting from above and below uh, into whatever the thing is, whether it's a person or a book or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I don't run energy through me is because uh, I, th I think it's not good for my physical body to have too much energy running through it. So I used to get my... really tired when I would do it, when I didn't really know yeah. how to do it because I was taking yeah. my own energy and giving it to the other sure. person. Exactly. And that is not healthy for anybody. Yeah. Now what, what you described where you take the, you see the energy coming from above through you mm -hmm. and out your heart, it, you know, you're, you're replenishing yourself as you deplete yourself, but why even take the risk of depleting yourself? Just see them getting energy directly from the universe from above and below. And, and I think it does help to send energy from below as well as above. So mm -hmm. it has a, uh, extra power when we do that. It does. So, it's a different flavor yeah. of energy. It's a different flavor. Yes. And you, you know, if you want to be advanced, you can also send energy from the left and the right, the front and the back, the inside and the outside and any other dimensional directions you care to play with. Mm -hmm. um, so there are many ways you can send energy. And another trick I do is um, what I call zo zooming in. So you know how mm -hmm. on your phone you can zoom in on an image. Mm -hmm. um, you imagine the book or the project, you're kind of zooming in 
on it so you see it in more detail and then you throw the light into it and that opens it up to receive more light so uh, more direct uh, yeah yeah so cool so i encourage everyone listening to you know if you've got some project or or whatever it is service book video mass email whatever it is you can put intent and energy into it and it really does make a difference and if you if you're a little uncertain just keep a record of how these things go or or do a a um an a b test where if you're sending a mass email to your list split it in two send half of it with intention and send it half the usual way and see what effect it has the the other thing i do on emails is i i put it out there that only the people who this email is going to resonate with will even see it hmm. all the people who are going to be hitting spam or unsubscribe they don't even see the email so that may mean fewer people open it but the mm-hmm. ones that do are really engaged yeah. and i don't get any of those you know unsubscribe or spam complaints so that that's a clever little uh trick to do with, with uh direct email i like that yeah, you know, there's no limit to how much this magic we can do. And um, you can always increase the amount of magical and psychic abilities you have. Just ask, what would it take for me to have 10 times as much magical ability? What would it take for me to have 10 times as much connection to my intuition mm-hmm. or whatever ability you're looking to mm-hmm. increase? And then see what your own, own intuition says for you personally would help you increase that skill. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like recursive programming if you're a tech geek (laughs) i'm not but i do know what that is yeah so let's move on and uh talk about why being your true self leads to more sales and more connection with other people yes folks this means you may have to drop your fake mask that you cover yourself up with i'm going to tell a story that is so embarrassing to me and i'm going to tell it anyway because this is the way this works um being your true self right I don't yeah. believe I've ever told this story publicly either. Um, so when I first started sales, I was working for an Australian company and I was doing uh, medical research. I was helping medical researchers find participants for their studies, for medical studies. And so I got, I was the salesperson for this job. So I was talking to the researchers before we had decided to take them on. And um, and I'd been doing it for about six months, kind of untethered. I was the first and only salesperson at this place. So I was just kind of making it up as I went along and I didn't have any experience. Um, I had a coach and he would help. But after about six months, um, the the CEO got on the line on one of the calls with me because he wanted to improve things. And I don't remember what, or he listened to a recording or something. And while I had been talking to the people in Australia, I had this terrible, terrible fake Australian accent. <laughs> because can you, can you demonstrate that? I was just trying to, but I'm not doing a very good job because I just suck at it. <laughs> you just got to put the shrimps on the barbie, right? Yeah, put the shrimps on the barbie. Yeah, we I've got, got a the... terrible Australian accent too, so I better not try this. He got off the call and he said, what the hell were you doing? Oh. And I said, oh, it's, it's this persona that I take on whenever I talk to somebody because I'm always talking to non-American people. And I'm like, it just feels like if I take on an Australian accent, like I'm, they're going to respond better to me. And he's like, that wasn't an Australian accent. That was like Australian um, Manchester 
and like a little bit of South Africa. That was, that was just effing weird. And I'm like, oh God. And I knew it. It was just my own fear, not allowing me to be myself, not to be true while I'm doing sales because sales is icky. Sales is unethical. Sales is all of these things that I had these hangups about it where I couldn't get over it. So I had to pretend and act as if I were somebody else. And the accent helped me with that, even though it turns out it was a terrible accent. And I'm a polyglot, right? I assumed my accents would be fantastic. <laughs> Horrible. Um, and so... Did you get the sale? Yes. Yes, you I did. did. Even though you had this fake accent, you managed yes, to... Yes, I did. I know it'd be a better story if them. I didn't. Um, yes. <laughs> I did eventually, eventually get the sale. But... Eventually. Okay. He immediately, like, totally reamed me a new one after it because he's like, oh, like, you're being fake. Like... I can tell you're being fake. Like maybe they think that you're just like Australian and British and a little bit of South African. Like they don't know any better. Like they don't know how you talk normally, but you need to talk normally. You need to be yourself, not pretend to be somebody else so that you can be a salesperson. I was taking on the persona and the role of a salesperson to Australian companies. And once I stopped doing that in it, oh gosh, it was hard. Cause again, I'm so good at languages. I automatically will start like in my head um when i talk to you michael like in my head i automatically start talking in an accent that i think sounds like yours and Mm. for about three months i had to consciously suppress taking on other people's accents and um, but once i did i became 10 times the salesperson that i was because i could just be genuinely real with people and be like no this is me there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. This is a business transaction. We want to help you. We want to, we're asking for a fair market price for our services. Like we weren't ripping anybody off. We were actually solving the biggest problem in uh, medical research today. Uh, 90% of all medical studies around the world will be slowed or canceled because of lack of ability to find participants. 50% of all studies in the world, millions of tens of millions of dollars are wasted because they can't find participants. So I was like, you need a new mindset. You need to recognize that what you're doing is inherently valuable in the world and that you and your personality, me and my personality was valuable in connecting with people in helping them make that informed decision about whether they'll work with us or not. And my sales ability just skyrocketed as soon as I stopped doing that, that sales Mm. mask. Yes. Take off the sales mask. And, and also in the rest of our lives, you know, take off those masks just be your true self. Some people will like you, some won't. So what? Next. <laughs> and that's exactly the way with sales. You know, it can be really hard when you are trying to do sales and trying to do marketing and you can't find any customers. And like you find it when you're like, you want to say whatever it takes. Like that's very mm. seductive. That's very di- whatever it takes is very different from what would it take. Yeah. No, this is not <laughs> what would it take. This is I want to get you whatever it takes. Like that's oh. very seductive when you're yes. hungry. When your business yeah. is hungry, it's like, I just, I just want to do what it takes to get what I want and what I think I need. And that is anathema. That is just killer to sales because people can smell that a mile away. When I sure. come in they, now. They're trained. They go to prospect school to learn all these tricks that salespeople do. Because they've had it done way. to them so many times. Well, so that's now, what I meant by prospect school, right? They've been uh, to yeah. used car salesmen. They've been to those electronic stores where the smooth salesperson comes up and 
yeah. starts trying to help you. you know? <laughs> what can I do to get you into this medical research study today? Like, no. Yes. No. no. So now I go in. Um, I haven't started using your technique about um, heart-to-heart connect with the person. I've thought about it and have intended to use it, but haven't yet. Um, but I have opened myself very much to the point where I want what is best for the person, for their like forward, like moving their life forward and for the world. And when that happens, I benefit and the company I work for benefits and the whole school benefits because we've got an engaged, happy student who's really excited. Mm -hmm. Um, And when the right people get into these courses, then really good things happen. So I go into the discussions like, Hey, you know, what are you here for? Like, why are you talking to me? Like what's, what, what, what pulled you here? And then they start telling me, usually they get excited about something. And I'm like, okay, that seems to me like you're a really good fit for this. Here's why mm-hmm. I think so. And then they say, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. Or they'll say, no, that doesn't really work for me. And I'm like, all right, that's totally cool too. Totally mm-hmm. cool either way. Let's figure out what's best for you. And then, you know, we need to stop talking after a certain amount of time after that because we're not the right place for you. But I still want to make your life better first. As a salesperson, my number one goal above all others is to make the human being that I'm talking to, because my sales is one-on-one, the human being that I'm speaking to, to make their life better, to get them to take action, whether that means buying my course, whether that means buying somebody else's course, whether that means quitting their job, I don't care. But most people are living their lives asleep. And they're talking to me because our course is a tech course that helps people transform themselves and get a new job. So it's like an aspirational, transformational product. Um, So if they're willing to get on the phone and talk to me, like they're excited about a possible change in their life somewhere. If that's not me, I still want them to do something to make their life better. Because if their life is better, my life is better. If our lives are both better, the world is better. And if the world is better, then everybody benefits. And with now, that do you attitude, say, do you do you say that to them explicitly, or is that your energetic attitude you bring to it? Eighty percent of the time, it's an energetic attitude, but I absolutely will tell people that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just say, like, I want what's best for you. That's, that's my number one concern. This is a human-to-human interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I work, it's exactly what I say, like, hey, you know, I'm a career advisor, like my job, you know, I'm paid by Career Foundry. That's the name of the startup. Like, I'm paid by them to help you decide whether, this is, whether or not this is right for you. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I'm here as a human speaking to another human. You know, my mm-hmm. focus is on this relationship right now. That's what's most important to me right now. And I will absolutely tell people that. And they appreciate it because they know I'm yeah, not Tell people fake. the truth. That's very refreshing. And it's great for sales. And it's great for feeling better about whatever you do, whether it's sales or any other task you do in your business. Yeah. And it brought in so. over a million euros last year. It, it works. <laughs> yes. Being your true self works. <laughs> it really does. I went from like $10,000 a month in sales to... $100,000 a month in sales from just opening up and being my true self and just letting people be where they are and not trying to persuade them into anything. I'm helping them persuade themselves into doing what is best for them. Yeah, you're helping them make a conscious decision. 
That's how yeah. I always look at it. Yeah. So let's move to the P word, which people can be afraid of, polarizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why polarizing your audience is key to sales success. Because so many people are afraid that they might upset some possible segment of their future audience. So they keep everything bland. What? So when, I mean, first of all, let's explain what polarizing is. So just in case anyone isn't clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so with you on this one. So polarizing means polarity is like magnets. You've got the north side and you've got the south side. So polarizing means putting things into separate groups. You want your message in sales, in marketing, and to a certain extent in life to appeal to a certain group of people, not to everybody. If you are selling to everybody, nobody will buy from you. It just doesn't work that way. And there's 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 I'm going to write that one down. Selling to everybody leads to no one selling, no buying, no one buying. It's absolutely true. Um, even in cold call outreach, there have been studies done that have been not call uh, cold email outreach. Studies have been done that show that a completely neutral message underperforms compared to a slightly positive or slightly negative. Doesn't matter which message. So you inject a little bit of negativity or positivity either way. And it's just, just mild and you get a much higher risk, like significantly higher response rate because people become interested when you are bland, you are uninteresting. And when you are uninteresting, you are nobody to people. When you're selling something, you have to be interested in them and what's actually making them tick and you have to be interesting enough for them to want to engage with you and whatever it is that you're doing. And if you try to appeal to everybody, then you will sort of appeal to everybody, but none of them will be hooked. And we don't really care about stuff until it grabs us by the hindbrain and goes, look at me, look at me. Fear, anger, happiness, upset, excitement, food, sex, something like that's why so many commercials are just on those base instinctual urges is because that hindbrain can grab our entire attention. It's like, I call it being grabbed by the eyeballs. Like I've been grabbed by the eyeballs and I couldn't not read your email. I was just floored. And that's what polarizing is. When you polarize your brand, when you polarize your message, when you polarize your, and you don't have to be radical about it. Like I'm not saying like go out and start burning buildings and stuff. Like (laughs) this is not about being radical. This is about being yourself and being meaningful well apart from the fact that's illegal and it might actually only attract a limited number of people it would actually be effective right Right. some political some political movements do that kind of behavior and it does polarize the voters and some people become very keen to support that party and other people are totally turned off exactly what i what i always do and what i recommend is that you polarize to at least some extent and like a numbers example, if you've got a thousand people who are blandly interested in you and you run a campaign, you'll get maybe a hundred of them to click on it and 10 of them to buy it. That's marketing statistics, right? You get a 1%, whatever it's called, right? Conversion rate on whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if, however, you have a list of 500 people who are extremely interested, well, let's just say sort of, no more than sort of quite interested in what you're doing and they've already been polarized into like, Hey, I do sales and I'm only talking about tech rather than I just do sales. Then you run a marketing campaign. Maybe half of them do you get 250 
and then maybe 10% will actually buy, you've got 25. Like the numbers work out such that when people are more interested, when you are more polarizing, people become more polarized and they are then more interested in you and more likely to engage with your message and buy from you. So the other flip side of this, you have other people who really hate your message at that point or dislike it, depending on how strongly you turn up the polarizing dial and being okay that some people love you and some people hate you. And so what? (laughs) The haters are the best people to make your product better, to make your service better. Your true fans, like the 1,000 true fans, um, your true fans are the best ones for creating a new product, for creating a new thing, service, product, whatever. But to actually make it shine, like you actually need people that hate it to say, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Because people who really like you are usually, they like you and they don't want you to feel bad. So they're often too scared to tell you what they really think. But people will think, oh man, she's crazy. She's off the rocker. And they're like, but they're engaged enough to want to tell you how much it sucks. Like some of it's just vitriol. Like you just have to, you know, it took me a long time to develop a thick enough skin to deal with that. But some of it is just nastiness and there's nothing to come from that. But haters who actually give you specific things to talk about, like when people will email me or send me a Skype message or something after I have a, I have a sales call with them and they tell me like, hey, it really turned me off when you X, Y, Z. Usually I already knew that and kind of felt like, oh, I wonder if I should have done that. And them telling me is like polarizing in my own head. And I'm like, oh, that's a really bad thing to do. That was not kosher. I'm going to avoid doing that in the future. And it crystallizes inside of me. It polarizes me to say, hey, I'm not going to do that thing because that's, it comes across as yucky. So don't do that. Um, And polarizing links back to being your true self because by being your true self, you are going, some people are going to like that and some people aren't. And that is, you know, that's a fundamental part of, of polarizing. Taking a stand for something in your company is another way to polarize. You know, this company stands for whatever it is you stand for, which means you, you're also opposed to the people who are against that. You know, you're, in the case of your company that was helping find medical experiment subjects, right? You're taking a stand for that, but you're opposed to, to the other ways people attract medical subjects, right? Right. In effect. And, I, you know, this becoming a true self and becoming polarized yourself and allowing yourself to polarize an audience, it's a very organic process, which I have taken very slowly. At this point, years into my career in, in sales and consulting, I am quite polarized into, I'm going to be myself no matter what, what y'all think. I really don't care. Um, and I'm just going to stand up for what I believe in and I'm going to say what I want to say. But the thing is, people don't believe that. They think that you, like, so I talk to people all the time and they've often talked, because our, our products are between four and $10,000. This is not like, hey, I'm just going to go and do this today. These are significant courses that you're taking and and so people are often comparing us to competitors and like, oh, how do you compare to this guy over here? And I'll tell them. I'll tell them what's better about their product. I'll tell them what's wor- better about ours. I'll tell what's worse and what's worse. And they're like, aren't you not allowed to tell me that? And I'm like, I don't know, probably not, but I don't care. And they're not going to stop me because they know that it's working for me to be that blatantly obvious because I know from what people are telling me, like none of the other salespeople in the industry are doing that. They're like, 
they won't even say the competitor's name because it's like voodoo or something. Like, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, you think we're like black? Like, yeah, we kind of are. Here's the differences. And they're like, whoa, it's just a different kind of business. Like they focus mm -hmm. on this, we focus on this. Mm -hmm. It's just different. If, if we work for you, rock on, get on the boat. Mm -hmm. We're a party boat, you know, come on the party boat, learn some stuff, we'll help you, we'll get you a job, rock on. You want to go on the more serious boat over here where they're focused on some other things? Rock on, that's awesome. Different personality? <laughs> Yeah, that'll, that'll work better for you. I love that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot of wisdom to be gained here. And I just want to share one thing. You mentioned building up the thickness of your skin. Mm. Um, I'll give you an alternative way I deal with uh, mm. other people's feedback. So mm. I want to hear their feedback, right? But I don't yeah. want to get stabbed in the heart by any vitriol that comes along with it. So I, I don't know if you've ever seen Aikido, which is Japanese mm -hmm. martial art. Mm -hmm. And for those who haven't seen that, that's the martial art that's purely defensive where you use the other person's energy against them if they attack you. So imagine someone's coming out to punch you right in the chest in your heart, right? Now you can just stand there and take it and get punched in the heart and like, ow, I nearly took my speakers out there. <laughs> You're blown away, right? Yeah. And you feel it in your heart. Or at the last moment, you can turn sideways, right? And watch their punch go by you. And if you want to grab onto their arm and encourage them to go that way, if, you, mm -hmm. if they were being really mean. And if, if they're real bastard, you could trip them up as they went that way, right? <laughs> that would be an Aikido move. So emotionally, if someone's giving you something and it's got some negative energy in it, just mentally see yourself turning sideways and just saying, oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, interesting feedback. Thank you as opposed to taking it into your heart. And I find that, and I can still observe it. I can still like learn from it, but I don't have to be take on that heart wound with it. So. I, I um, agree with that a hundred percent. You know, I've kind of know. taken the, I'm a highly sensitive person in a lot of different ways. And it was just really painful to get that kind of feedback, even mildly negative feedback at first, like, Oh my gosh, I'm a failure. I'm horrible. I'm whatever. And so what I did was create like a, a protected area in front of my heart, which would stop it. Um, but that takes a lot of energy. It works. Um, I've gotten yeah. quite good at it and it works, but it does require a lot of energy. And I've actually done Aikido in the past um, and some other martial arts, but I think Aikido might've been my favorite for that exact reason where it's just so, um, you can't really tell it from the, um, from the, cause you can only see my head, but I'm six feet tall. So I'm 1.83 meters tall and I'm quite thin. So traditional martial arts, like this kind of like, really doesn't work well for me. You know, you take some 220 pound, 100 kilo guy, and he's just going to knock me out, you know, with one hit. Um, whereas with Aikido, it's much more doable to just move that slipping. I call it slipping. Like you just kind of slip out of the way where you're just, just enough out of the way. Um, and I don't know why I'm totally rehashing exactly what you just said, but I really, really like it. And I'm going to start yeah. doing it consciously from now on. <laughs> yeah. Just do it with people's energy. You yeah. know, you don't have to take things head on mm -hmm. and you can still observe it. You're not shutting off and you're not having to hold up a shield, which can be a lot of work, as you said, right. particularly if you power the shield from yourself instead of from the universe. Right. I, I don't know how you were powering your shield. But, from myself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then that's draining. Whereas if mm -hmm. you command the universe to send light from above and below into your shield, and that could be a frontal shield or it could be a whole egg surrounding you, then it doesn't have to be draining. And, and also, just briefly on shielding, I know you have something you want to share. Go for it. Um, 
as well as shielding, it helps. The more you TLC, the more you bring light in and shine your light, it kind of pushes away negative energy from your reality. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you shine, the less relevant other people's negativity crap is. So I, I use a combination. I shield and I, I do that. And I clear the space I'm in. You know, when I go into mm-hmm. a hotel room or whatever, I clear out any ghosts and entities and other psychic doo-doo that's been left in there. Because people do things in hotel rooms that leave psychic energy behind. Yes, and I'm do. not just saying sex. They have arguments there or they get yeah. upset. And it leaves an imprint in the room. So I don't want that when I'm in there. So I clean it out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you were going to share something. One of the tricks that I use that has been really, really effective for me, especially about um, social bullies and people, family, friends, trying to guilt you into doing things, trying to manipulate you emotionally, that used to work very, very powerfully on me. I have very strong hooks, easy to hook into. Um, So I started doing a, um, uh, you know, those Christmas tree ornaments that it's just like a sphere that's like perfectly reflective where it's like kind of silvery blue ball where it reflects everything. Um, I actually imagine that around my entire self and it's mirror reflective. So the other Mm. person, what they're going to get when they're putting all this negative uh, manipulative guilt tripping energy towards me, I'm getting none of it because I've got a mirror in all directions, Mm. including under my feet, under the earth. They -hmm. just get that straight back onto themselves. And most people will just, will be like, they, they, they're kind of shocked by it and taken aback because they mm-hmm. had no idea what they were doing. It was just, they're just trying to get mm-hmm. what they want, how they, mm-hmm. whatever way they know how. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I just reflect it back to them, I don't accept any of it. Then 80% of people will just stop immediately when they get a yep. taste of the energy. What you were saying reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, that's and it. You're, when you say reflecting it back to you, you're energetically reflecting it mm-hmm. back to them. You're not letting them connect a chord into you. So, Correct. um, yeah. And I mean, you, if people, that's fine. I think that's a great thing to do. You can also have the mirror direct the energy down into the earth and have mm. Mother Earth just gobble up that energy because she's quite capable of doing that. Quite. So it depends how you're feeling and how much of an idiot the other person is. Right. Um, so cool. I, well, I, I usually thanks so much that. for, yeah, you save that for the real idiots. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, thanks so much for sharing all this uh, with us, Samantha. It's been a delight talking with you again. Likewise, I've really enjoyed it. Get strategies and show notes at intuitiveleadershipmastery.com. What would it take to see you here next time on the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast?